Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I am your host, Rob. What is going on with y'all? Y'all doing all right? Y'all good? Y'all good out there? See, I know y'all probably hyped for this episode because as I'm recording, I'm thinking of what I'm going to put as the title. And I'm assuming a lot of the ladies are going to tune into this one. Fellas, you should probably be tuning in as well because we're going to get some great knowledge um, from this episode, I can tell, just by our special guest. But first, before we get into that, I wanted to thank all of you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for the subscriptions. Thank you for shopping with our affiliates. And speaking of our affiliates, we have Acre Gold. We have Jot Forms, and we have Garner's Garden. The Linktree link is in the description. Shopping with our affiliates helps us out. So please do that. And don't forget that you can email us. If you have topics, uh, more intimate questions, or something you want to bring to the show, you can email us at rob at fmepodcast.com or admin at fmepodcast.com. Why? Because we have an intern. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest in the building. Now, <laughs> this guest I met on Clubhouse. We were in a room. Um, I believe the room was ask a married slash single man anything, and the women could come in and ask us any questions. And this guy came in and I saw the avatar and I saw his name and honestly I said, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I did not know what to expect. So his name was the toy guy. So I'm like, all right. So I went to his Instagram, saw we, I'm, I'm not gonna give it away because I'm gonna let him talk about it. But I looked at his Instagram and I was like, hmm, need to have him on the podcast. And also the brother was very, very, very insightful when um, we were having conversations in the room, like really dropping some gems. I actually dropped a couple things that helped me with some situations um, I'm about to get myself into because, you know, hot boy summer. <clears throat> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we have the owner of Platinum Treasures Adult Novelties and Lingerie, Carl, the toy guy. going on y'all how you doing today <laughs> how tonight, are you how are you man i can't complain man busy in the toy trap you know how i go <laughs> yo so <laughs> and before you start i heard you say a year <laughs> that's the philly side of me man that's the philly you know what i'm saying uh, that's no, the philly that's, that's side a, that's a baltimore thing too i've never even been to baltimore no, you got to come hang out, man. It's a good look. Oh, definitely. I need to hang out with you, bro. Whenever you ready. I ain't ready. Uh, <laughs> so, tell everyone about Platinum Treasures Adult Novelties and Lingerie. Cool. It's exactly what you think it is. It's an um, adult novelties business that's owned 100% by me, uh, which is a black man. Um, is an e-commerce uh, business as well as an in-home uh, party plan business. 
So what I mean by that is it's like your typical toy parties that you would go to with bedroom candies and or pure romance. Um, Platinum treasures, you know, basically do the same exact thing. So parties for bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, ladies night out, divorce parties, stripper parties, just because you name it. Like, um, yeah, you know, we have those type of parties and we carry a wide variety of products. Um, over 600,000 products is constantly growing and uh, I'm happy to be here and I'm glad to be in the business. Wait, how many products? Over 600,000 account. All uniquely different products? Absolutely. What? Unique, unique and then also similar products just by different brands and different price points. I didn't realize that there were that many. I've been in a couple of uh, adult stores mm-hmm. and... Well, I can actually believe it now because you have so many things from just lingerie to oils and creams and mm. uh, you name you naming all the light stuff, man. You got BDSM, <coughs> you got anal, you got anal toys, glass toys, you got clitoral vibrators, suction vibrators, dual stem, double dung, single dungs, strap ons. Uh, uh, um, you got like enhancement pills. You got cock rings, vibrating cock Wait, rings. I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, I'm starting this interview backwards as hell, but it doesn't matter. I'm mm-hmm. a little lit. Yo, cause you mentioned these pills, man, and I know that they sell a variety of pills. Like gas stations have pills. There's these. Pills. I've never needed them. And I'm, I'm I'm actually afraid to take them because I'm like I don't know any reputable brands. And my ex actually bought some pills for herself one time. I don't. <laughs> so, I shouldn't have known it was trouble then. But she took them and they worked for her for sure. So how do you feel about that? And what what is like what's some advice you would give someone that they were interested in shopping for something like that? Obviously, they need me to shop with you. But go ahead. Right. Well, first things first. Let's just not call them pills because it sounds like we're selling drugs, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. So, you know, enhancement products, right? Okay. Sexual wellness products, but let's just say enhancement products. Now, it just depends on what the person is looking for. Like if it's a woman and she comes to me and she's looking for something where, you know, she can uh, increase arousalness, um, you know, like intense orgasms, um, things of that nature, then yes, we definitely carry all natural products. One is called Juicy AF. The AF stands for as fuck. And then we also got something that's called Minx. Um, you know, which is pretty much the same thing. Um, I've had a lot of women that's purchased these products and I've gotten a lot of great reviews that they come back and some of them cop a whole box. And if you're a guy, <laughs> how many is in a box? Guy, Hold up. How many is in a box? 24 in a box. Uh, what was her name? Never mind. Go ahead. Nah, man. We always fully discreet over here. I'll never give names, boss. Never. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And then also, like, if you're a guy and you're looking for something where you want to, you know, stay harder, longer, you know, you might be trying to, in my best New York voice, you might be trying to hire me something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, you know, we got you know, we got something called steel erection. And then another one is called hard AF. And you guessed it, the AF stands for as fuck, hard as fuck. How do- again, all, all natural. All natural. Wow. Yeah. Take one pill, drink a bunch, drink some water. I want to think it's like eight to twelve ounces of water. Take it for uh, like an hour to two hours before, you know, like um, your sexual encounter, and basically. Ooh, <laughs> Yo, 
it'll last 72 hours. Now you won't be full on hard for 72 hours, but it'll be in your it'll be in your system. So whenever she's ready to go, or or he or you know whatever your sexual preference is, you be ready to go. Wow. Um. So, question for you: Your beginnings. Shoot. What what? How did you end up getting into the industry? You know, I know you put some of this stuff on your questionnaire, but talk to the people about, you know, your experience with starting out in the industry. <laughs> it's funny. Um, it all started back in college. So I'm my parents' uh, first child, right? So they sent me to college. And like my father, I never forget, after they unloaded my car, they gave, my father gave me $20. and was like, yo, this should last you for the whole semester. What? You know what <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> it's bugging. $20 for the whole semester? This ain't 1940? So gave me $20 and told me it should last the whole semester. Took my car keys away from me and told me I need to make the, you know, make the honor roll. Thought he was bugging. But anyway, I ended up, you know, making the honor roll and, um, or, you know, Dean's List, whatever you yeah. call it. So I got my car and then I ended up having like an on-campus job. Then I had an Asian guy I was working with. Some odd reason, I don't know if he liked, didn't like me or what, but he dry snitched on me and I ended up getting fired. I had a homegirl at the time named Baby Girl. I hit her up and I was just like, yo, I'm considering being a stripper. She was like, yo, you should do it, but I ain't know where to start. So she gave me the game, told me everything I needed to do. I started dancing. Wait, 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 wait. So you ain't think about going to Walmart, Target, none. It was like, how you go from on campus, like, yo, I'm just, I want to strip. Like, Well, actually, actually, let me back up, right? So I got fired from the job. I ended up working at UPS. I ended. I was an unloader at UPS. I ended up getting something in my eye. I called home to, you know, like home to get like my, you know, medical cards and all that stuff. My mother was in the uproar, so she dry snitched and she said something to my pops, who in turns was like, "Yo, you don't need to work. I told you focus on the books and yada yada yada." <laughs> so I had to secretly try to make money without alerting them and letting them know. You follow what I'm saying? Wow. So because he gave you that so, twenty, so, so you should have been good, right? Right. So, so then I became a stripper. I never danced in clubs or anything like that because I didn't want family and friends to find out about it. Mm-hmm. So I only did private parties. When I did private parties, I think my first party, I used to book a lot of parties off of Craigslist. This is when Craigslist was popping. I remember. Right? You, could, you, could, you could literally make a lot of money on Craigslist. I ended up bumping into this woman named Audra who, became, who was like the owner of a place called Desire Lingerie. I thought going there, you know, to buy the outfits that strippers, you know, male strippers wore. But little, I found out later that male strippers actually got their outfits custom made. Hmm. But while I'm talking to her, I told her what I was doing and I was in college and I was wrapping up my college career. She was like, yo, you should think about selling sex toys or adult novelties. And I was just like, yo, you bugging. She was like, you already getting naked and dancing and the women are hard up. You might as well just sell them a few dildos and vibrators and make even more money. That so from sense. there, right? So from yeah, it made sense, but I still thought she was bugging, right? So yeah. from there, I ended up, um, you know, I I took her up on it, but I had somebody working for me. That particular rep that I had working for me decided one night that she wanted to go get some dick, right? Wow. So I was forced to do a party. Mm-hmm. So I go do the party. Mind you, I've been studying the product and stuff like that because I never wanted to get caught off guard. Right. So I go into a party in like Northeast Baltimore and it's like 40 women in the joint downstairs in the basement. You ain't even called me, but go ahead. Nah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, go. 
it was like it was like it was like 40 women like in their 30s like late 20s early 30s and it was lit my teddy was lit it was having fun and i basically just had one drink with him and i just turned up and you know and i was just talking about the products and stuff and they were just intrigued that a guy was just extremely as knowledgeable about the product as like women were mm-hmm. so from there they dubbed me toy boy but then it was just like yo nah he's a man so toy man then one woman was like toy guy and the name just stuck and it's the rest is history <laughs> so that's how i started so at these um well i i have like a half question but i don't want you to answer it yet i i need to get some clarity when you ended up managing 20 people was that during that college time or is this after during college time going into like my professional career and in between that time that's when i was managing 20 like a little over 20 uh male and female strippers all right i'm gonna get to that in a second here's a question i want to ask um (laughs) so when you do a party with these toys like they are are they allowed to sample them is there some sanitation or is it like yo you got you just describe it and like they gotta buy it i assume they have to buy it i know it sounds like a dumb question but i don't know how these things work I got you. So so it's not they don't have to buy anything, right? So the way how a toy party work is is that you come to a party, you set up your table and you set up products, you know, for them to browse and potentially purchase, right? I also come with a demo kit. I don't allow them to use the product like, hey, go to the bathroom and go vibe out. <laughs> I was <laughs> He said go to the bathroom. Go ahead, yo. Not like none of that. Mm-hmm. But I do have like the vibrators or whatever I'm showing and I'll talk about it and I'll turn it on. Then I might pass it around the room mm-hmm. so that they can feel it, touch it, you know, see the vibration. Some, some folks like to take pictures with them, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the party, they all approach the table one at a time. Or I always like to ask one at a time, but they tend to bum rush the table of course. and everybody got their credit cards and cash and they want to buy what they want to buy and then go home. So there are things that they do test out, but it might be like like arousal oil or something like that, right? But mm-hmm. something like that, it's not like, hey, give, to give you this bottle, go put it on your clit. It might be put two drops on like, uh, like a popsicle stick or something like that, mm-hmm. or like a Q-tip that they get to keep, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then they put it on, and then they come back out and tell everybody at the party what they feel, right? Wow. Wow. So, yeah. It gets a little crazy. It, 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 it sounds like you hiring? We'll talk about that off air. Um, <clears throat> now, tell us how you ended up managing 20. That's a, first of all, managing one person is a lot. Okay? Yeah. You ended yeah. up, so you're in, you're transitioning, like you're finishing up school, you're selling right. products, and you're managing right. 20 people. How'd you end up at that point? Well, what ended up happening was, it's like at the time when I graduated, I went and moved back in with my parents, right? But he was living in Northeast Baltimore. One of the guys who I grew up with, he ended up becoming a dancer too. And he was dancing at a club in um, downtown Baltimore called Club Choices. I think it was on a Thursday night or Friday night, I can't remember. So I was just like, yo, let me manage you. He didn't know no better. He was just like, sure. I was just like, yo, let me focus on the business. You know, I'm pretty smart you know, and I can handle business, and you just focus on the dancing. He like, all right, cool. And slowly but surely, what ended up happening is, is each dancer, as I'm like booking their parties and stuff like that, they in turn started introducing me to other dancers, male and female. Like, hey, yo, this is my man, such and such. You know, he booked my parties, X, Y, Z. He's a good look. 
go from there. And then they'll be like, ooh, let me, you know, can you do my parties? And then, yeah, and that's how it took off. So what what is that process like managing? What are some of, like, the ups, downs? What are some things, like, if someone's looking to get into that? Okay, well, the ups are, is like, yo, you can make some pretty good money. So if every, like, right now, this is bachelor and bachelorette season, right? Yeah. So if I was still managing dances, my phone would be blowing up while I'm talking to you guys right now. Like, literally. <laughs> Everybody for entertainers. So it's literally just easy money. But sometimes it can be a headache because people will reach out to you and be like, oh, you know, I want to book this day. Or can you negotiate the price because I'm getting four entertainers? Like, nah, the price is the price, right? The price you know what I'm saying? Price. So, you know, just the ups and downs of that. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what I'm saying? But the best thing about it is, is that, yo, you get paid well. You get to go to parties. You know what I'm saying? You get to see how people react to entertainers, and then you just get to watch people get naked, right? You see yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, you basically at a strip club for free, and you don't have to pay. And oh. sometimes, you know, at these parties, they got food, they got drinks if you want to. Yeah. Most of the time, I never really, I never indulge in the food. I might have a drink or two, and most of the time, I'm just in the background chilling, right? And then that's it. Now, the downfall is, is that you may get with the wrong entertainers mm-hmm. and they're not ones that are business minded. So they're showing up the parties late. They're showing up the parties high or they don't show up to a party at all. So, you know, so now you got to try to, you know, find somebody to backfill the position, like all that type stuff, you know, go from there. Then you might have some entertainers that might be homophobic. So, you know, especially like male entertainers, they don't want to dance for men. Yeah. But my female entertainers, you know, they dance for any and everybody. Yeah. But I'm trying to tell my males, like, yo, why are you hating? You're not like the guys or whomever you're dancing for is trying to touch you or nothing. They just want to see entertainment. But you can completely get paid way more dancing for guys than you could with women. So, you know, you just have to try to break down those dynamics and yeah. stuff like that. But you know, it was fun while it lasted, but after a while it became a headache and I started making so much more money. Like on my full time job, it just it just wasn't worth it anymore. So speaking of your full time job, so how did you balance, you know, where you are now or how do you balance where you are now with your um your novelties and lingerie and your professional career? Well, you have two professional careers. <laughs> so how do you balance all that? Yeah, well, you know, basically, well, three professional careers if you want to add in being a father, right? So Absolutely. A father to a one-year-old girl. But um, what I do is, is I just, you know, segment like my day. So, you know, I might wake up early in the morning, work out, yoga, you know, meditate, you know, read the Bible, whatever the case may be, you know, go to work. And then, you know, once I get off, you know, I play with my daughter for a little bit, grab her from daycare, make sure she's cool. And then later on in the evening, I focus on, you know, like my business. Mm-hmm. And then maybe before I go to sleep, like, you know, let's say 10, 11 o'clock, I might be reading a book. I might be reading some articles, you know, reading up on new product, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, we just go from there. And it's just, it'll just re- repeat the cycle. But most of the time when people sleep, I'm still up working, you know. So it's hard work, but, you know, at the end of the day, it pays off. I could definitely uh, tell that that is definitely hard work. And speaking of your line of work, and one of my um, uh, past guests um, actually brought this up, so I want to bring this up to you. Sure. How do you resist temptation in your line of work? I mean, you know, back when you were single, obviously, um, and, you know, like with the people you're managing, obviously, you know, you're dancing for people. Um, they're seeing you naked. They're obviously more than likely into you, trying to touch you, grab you, maybe sliding you a number. So what are, I guess, 
personally for you, how did you resist that temptation? And what is some advice you have for people who are in that industry to like, yo, hey, keep it business? Yo, sim- simply put, if you want the money to flow, yo, you don't have sex with your customers or your clients. Simply put, you have sex with them, then the money starts flowing automatically. Me, I'm a businessman. I'm all about a dollar, right? I'm all about being able to, you know, focus, progress, move, you know, move myself forward, move my family forward, go from there. At the end of the day, I ran and sold my wild oats, like what my aunt would say, you know, God rest her soul. But you know, like at the end of the day, it ain't nothing that a woman can offer me that I haven't already had before prior to that. Nice. And I'm very disciplined. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just here to do a job. I'm in and out. And like, that's it. Now I have a good time. I might flirt, you know, and all that. Mm -hmm. But I know I know where to stop and keep it moving. That's very important to know <laughs> know when to stop and keep it moving. Now you said something very profound in your questionnaire. Um, you said you were focused on educating, empowering, and providing the necessary tools, resources for your clients for safe sexual intercourse and health, all while experiencing pleasure. And your goal is to close the pleasure gap and make sexual right. pleasure inclusive for everyone. So how did you, when did you reach that point? You know, you went from dancing to managing and selling products. So when did you come to the realization that, you know, this is, cause the average person thinks, oh, this is bad, it's nasty, it's slutty, whatever. But sexual pleasure is highly important. Like it is the demise of a lot of relationships and it feels good, you know what I'm saying? Sex is everywhere, every five seconds, and there's a ton, 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 ton of misconceptions floating around about sex, a lot of misinformation. So when you put that in there, I was really happy that you put that there because, I mean, not that I doubted you, but it's like, it's good to see people in your industry, especially a man, and you having that discipline to say, hey, this ain't just about getting off. Like, this is an experience this is education this is knowledge so when when about do you think you got to that point where you said this is more than just dancing and things like that so when i got out the dancing game right you know my mindset just strictly went to selling adult novelties right or Mm -hmm. sex toys um once any you know i was just pretty much selling the product but i you know also educating myself about the product i would venture to say maybe about four to five years ago things started to make a shift from which was just selling the product to actually educating, right? Mm. Like that became a big thing, sexual health and wellness and educating. So then when I really sat back and when I used to be at the parties, when I was doing toy parties, I used to always hear things that I didn't like, right? One was happy wife, happy life, or Mm. girl, you can go buy this off of Amazon. Or, you know, like, or, or, you know, like stuff like, you know, you can do this and spit here and you can use spit for lube and all that stuff. And I just heard all this crazy stuff and I was just like, enough, stop it, stop it. Thank stop you for it. stopping it. Right. So then I just started educating more. Like every time I had a customer come to me, you know, I would try to educate them as much as possible. Then I realized that they were actually really intrigued and wanted to learn more about what I was sharing with them because they would hit me with information like, oh, I didn't know that. I thought I could use Vaseline or petroleum jelly Mm -hmm. as like, you know, like lube. And I'm like, what? So yeah. (laughs) And then with the whole pleasure gap, right? You know, being around other sex educators and stuff like that and sexologists, you start hearing about something called the pleasure gap. And then you ultimately realize that women, you know what I'm saying, aren't having 
the same type of pleasure that you and I are having, right? They're right. not orgasming as much as we are. Then I quickly realized like, yo, they're not the problem. We're the problem as men, mm -hmm. right? So then I'm like, all right, I got this large, you know, like a uh, woman fan base or not fan base, customer base, right. right? So then I started shifting my focus towards the men. And, you know, and now guys are starting to get more receptive, yeah. especially black men. They're starting to get more receptive and buy products and ask questions and stuff like that. And my goal to bridging that is, is that if I can get guys to be comfortable and to have a safe space and be, you know, comfortable around sex toys, pleasure and talking openly about sex without being perverted and making a woman feel uncomfortable, then we can work on, you know, closing that gap. Right. Yes. Because you know how we grew up. It's pretty much shit. I got to get mine. Fuck her. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about getting a nut for yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nothing about that statement says, you know, like that, that I'm going to make sure that my woman, my wife, my fiance, my jump off, whatever is going to get what she needs. It's all about pound real quick and out. That's what we learn in pornos. That's what we hear at the barbershop. That's what we hear when we talk to the D boys on the corner. Right. All yeah. types of stuff. So that's, that was my thought pattern behind all of that. So now the work is reaching the men because my ladies have always been with me since day one. Now it's trying to get these guys, you know, to open up more and then and then we bridge it. Yo, you you brought up a good point. You you bring me back to my journey into, you know, dealing with women and um I've always been a pleaser. Like if she if she was never if she wasn't satisfied, like I gotta do whatever. Like you gotta lay back down, like I gotta eat you out again, like something. Like you I always wanted to be a good memory. You know what I'm saying? I always right. wanna be remembered for the right reasons. Um and I used to have an issue with toys. Like I felt like, well, I ain't enough. Like, but I realized after dealing with not a ton of women, but enough women, I realized they're all like jigsaw puzzles. Like some of them are sensitive here. Some of them are sensitive there. Some of them like you do this for 20 minutes. Some of them like you to do this for two seconds. Some of them don't want you to do it at all. So, like, when you have additional resources and tools to help you... <laughs> oh, God, this sounds terrible. Um, let me use the right words. <laughs> we have the novelties <laughs> needed to help assist. Um, it helps. It helps because... Pleasing a woman, it can be tiresome. Like, sometimes it takes a lot. And everyone doesn't have 30, 45 minutes in them to build her up. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it takes a lot for certain women. But um, sure. I like the fact that you're you're educating people, um, especially on things like lube and stuff like that. And, like, the different, like, I heard a porn star talking about lube. And she was like, hey, if you want to do anal, use this type of lube. Here's one, two, three, four, five, why? And I was like, oh. Didn't even think about right. that. Didn't know that. And I learned that. And um, I was able to incorporate that in my personal life. We didn't make it to that stage, but um, it was interesting because it, it kind of opened my eyes to like, okay, everything is just not like walking in the grocery store and just picking something off the shelf. It's like, yo, these are very specific products with very specific purposes. And right. it doesn't mean that you're lacking or deficient. These are just things to help, like you say, close that gap. And there are things for us as well. So right. I, I appreciate you for, you know, making, you know, bringing the educational side out. Right. But here's the thing, right? To piggyback off what you said a little earlier when you said, you know, women are like jigsaw puzzles, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Here's how you can avoid even getting into the jigsaw puzzle is that when you're dating, right? Or you just, you know, you just communicate, you know, chatting back and forth, getting to know one another. 
Well, when we go on dates and we just get to know one another, right? What's one of the first things we do? Hey, what's your name? What type of work you do? Where you went to school? Like all yep. those type of questions, right? Because you're trying to get to know the person yep. to figure out if that person is the right one for you or if you want to continue down that path. Mm. Now, I'm not telling you to do this on the first date. Let's just say the fourth or fifth date, right? You know, you guys may talk openly about sex, you know what I'm saying? And which I advocate that people should. And the reason being is, is that you need to figure out if you're sexually compatible. What's the point in going six months or a year or getting married and realize that you're not sexually compatible? Now you're out there cheating or you're getting divorced. So my thing is, is when you're talking, right, again, don't come off as a pervert or, you know, saying all of the, the wrong dumb shit like us men normally do. But basically just be like, hey, what type of sex do you like? Are you heterosexual? Are you bisexual, right? Are you pansexual? Are you into swinging? Are you into BDSM? And basically just ask the question and then literally let her, you know what I'm saying, answer the question. And then based upon what she say, you ask another question and you ask another question. But don't be like, oh, so you like women, huh? So if I call my homegirl right now, I'll, I'll try to fuck tonight. Don't do that. Like, don't, don't do that. I tell guys all the time, like, like most of us guys, we talk ourselves out of sex. Like, yes. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, by saying all the wrong dumb shit, it's like, don't do it. But you should have those conversations, right? And then I also share with women, like, if you come across a guy that's sexually liberated, right, or he's open-minded, mm-hmm. you say he owns sex toys. And not to say he owns sex toys to use on a multitude of women. He actually use them on himself, right? Don't look at him like, you know, he weird or he gay, you know, something like that, right? Embrace that. Just like how you want someone to embrace that you own products and you like what you like, right? Embrace that. But I do believe that we need to have that conversation where, you know, we can figure out what we like, what we dislike. So if you, if she's able to answer those questions, guess what? You don't have to try to figure out what she like. She could tell you off times, oh, I like oral, or I love to ride a man's face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I like this, or I like doggy style, or I don't like to be choked. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah. You already you already know the puzzle pieces. You, you see what I'm saying? And yeah. You, you practically, well, you, I shouldn't say the puzzle pieces. Like You know what the roadmap is. Yeah. Now you just got to literally do your thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And like that's pretty much about it. I'm I'm with you on that because I'm very open with those conversations because again like if she's not pleased, I can't I can't even really get off until she does. Like I need to see some shaking, some squirting, some something. I need to know that all right she got hers so I can get mine. Cause I'm I'm kind of easy. Like I it's and for me it's more of a mental thing. But I definitely ask those questions because I had to learn after dealing with a couple women. I'm like damn. These three, they were totally different. They were totally different. I was like, I need to just start having a conversation. And if they're afraid of the conversation or don't want to have the conversation, oh, well, on to the next. And it makes sex better. Like, this is what people need to understand. Like, one of the people I've had sex with recently, like, when we finish, we roll over, we laugh, and we talk about it. And then she was like, I liked when you did this. I wish you would have did it a little bit longer. And I'm like, oh, I wish I would have known that. Well, I like when you did this. I wish you would have did that a little bit longer. Or I'm like, hey, don't pinch me like that anymore. Like whatever it may be. And it gets better and better every time because y'all are having a conversation instead of me just walking around acting like I'm King Dingaling. It's like, no, like where, where can I improve to make it better? Because I'm like this. This is just me. Sex is, and I got this from, shout out to Jessica Van. Um, 
that is physically the closest you can be with someone. So if we're going to do this together, it should at least be pleasurable on both ends. At the bare minimum, even if we don't give a fuck about each other, it should at least be good. Like, it should at least be pleasurable. You know what I'm saying? So that conversation piece is definitely important. I'm glad you brought that up. And then another thing, too, right? Most people, when they get into, you know, having sex, it's all about the orgasm, right? I need the orgasm. I need to come. I need to squirt. I need to use that and that, yeah. right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just chill, right? You're clouding your vision. I mean, you're clouding your brain, which, you know, you add extra stresses on yourself and you're thinking too hard. Yo, just have sex. Sex is, you know, it's going to be what it's be. And guess what? The orgasm is the icing on the cake, Right. A lot of women don't realize, or at least some guys, well, you know, they'll say stuff like, yo, why she need to use a toy after, she, you know, she, she, you know, after we fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? 70% of women, you know, don't orgasm from vaginal penetration. You see what I'm saying? Yep. They orgasm from clitoral stimulation. Yep. My wife is like that. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yo, we can have a great session, and yo, she's screaming and everything's cool, and then all of a sudden... You know what I'm saying? Like, when I'm done, she just reach over, grab the vibrator, and when she like to say, you know, she see the white light. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that is, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it, like, and, you know, and then guys, they just get out of their own head, right? You yeah. know, which is, you know, like, oh, yo, every chick that I hit, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know I'm going to tear pussy down. What you, what you, the moves you did at age 18 or 21 will probably not work on a woman that's 30, 40, 50 years Facts. old. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. seriously, like like you said earlier, every woman is different. Every partner is different. Yep. Whatever you like. You see what I'm saying? Like, at the, end of the, at the end of the day. So you have to adjust accordingly. But one thing I do like about, you know, like my, uh, like my Volvo owners, right, is, is that they, if they are not good at something or they're trying to get better at something, they go take a class. Right. So if they want to learn how to suck a dick bag, they go take a class. They want to know how to get the Megan Thee Stallion knees and ride all night. They go take a class. Right. They want to look seductive with their lingerie or body stock and on. You know, they might go take a twerk class, whatever the case may be. Us guys don't do that. That's the thing, the dynamic that I'm trying to change. Right. Like, yo, your head game is whack. Let's come take this class. You think you got a mean stroke game. I'm just going to keep it 100 with you, B. Like, yo, she is just patting your ego. But at the end of the day, at brunch, you're getting laughed at. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, my man, yo, come take this class. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, you need to work on your hygiene. You wanted to suck your dick, B. But, yo, you got, like, the 1970s, like, fro, you know, down by your nuts. Like, it's not going to fly. Like, like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's not fly. But, you know, and, you know, and the guys, you know, like, at the end of the day, like, yo, are you laughing too hard? He said the seventies. Oh no! <laughs> Hygiene is very important, and what you're outside of me, you threw me off, yo, because I know you, you, I know you dead ass serious, but you threw me off with that dead one. Ass. But, but right. you're right. These are the conversations and things that people need to hear, though, because <clears throat> there's too much shame. There's too much, and then y- y'all have to think about it. When you're born, no one really ever uh, god god forbid someone did something to you you're never really taught how to have sex like you just meet someone and y'all both want to do it and y'all just trying to figure shit out and like that's that's why sex education is important yeah 
That's how I actually. <laughs> that's how I learned how to. Say, let me say this thing real quick. Go right? ahead. It's just like that's when my wife and I was having our daughter. I'm in a doctor's office, right, University of Maryland, and you see a 15 year old having a kid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sex education is key. So you don't get caught in that type of situation, right? Yep. Or get HIV, AIDS, or get a STD, like all of that stuff, right? Yep. Like seriously, like let's learn to have good sex, quality sex, pleasurable sex, but also safe sex, yep. right? Like I joke about this. I told you about this earlier in our conversation. As black people, we're behind on ownership. We're behind on finances. We're behind on education. The one thing we all like to do is have sex, and guess what? We fucking suck at it. Mm. We suck at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We need to work on that. We think we're doing a good job. We're not. You know what I mean? And I can talk about this on a guy's perspective. I can talk about this on a woman's perspective, right? Yep. But the major key with all of this is is that we got to communicate. Stop the shaming. Stop the slut shaming. Whatever type of shaming you want to throw out there, right? And just embrace people for who they are and if that's something you want to rock with rock with it if you don't you don't but you don't need to put a person on blast and all that type of stuff. right that's the part that you know like you know that gets to me sometimes yeah i i agree with you and i'm glad you brought up you know the more serious side about the education because i'll never forget this stopped me from even wanting to have sex in high school um shout out to mr jones he he was like, you know, we had sex education. I know they do it differently these days, but this dude showed us a film of what STDs look like when someone right. catches them. When I saw genital warts, I didn't I'll get away from me. Everybody get the fuck away from me. Like what? Right. Like when you see right. that and you see that I can contract this if I mess around with the wrong person or if I don't use a condom. Nah, I was like, I was like, nah, I need to, like, I backed up because I'm like, whoa, like, this is terrible. And like, some of this stuff you can't, you can't get rid of either. Right. See, but here's the thing, right? The scare tactic is cool, but that don't all the way work, right? Because mm-hmm. we have a lot of young people out there nowadays. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, my sister and I were 13 years apart. When my parents used to scare me, like, yo, you punished or, you know, like, come after me. Yo, I'm shook. Yo, I'm going up to my room. That's just what it is. My sister like Genghis Khan. She like, yo, oh, you the you you the authority. Yo, we overthrowing this motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, straight straight up. That's how she get down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and that's how these young people are. Like, yo, they don't rock with authority or nothing like that. So trying to scare them don't work. So what I always recommend and suggest is is the scare tactic, not so much, but just educate and give the proper tools across the board. Right. So. Show them that, you know, like when you're having sex, like sex is never going to be 100%. What I mean by that is, is that you're never going to be 100% protected, right? right? Only way you're going to be 100% protected is don't have sex, right? Right. But there's things that you can do in order to mitigate your risk, right? So that's the things that we need to talk about. We need to talk about self-pleasure. We need to talk about, you know what I'm saying, the STDs and STIs and all of that stuff. We need to talk about quality lube so that you don't have to worry about micro tears and all of that stuff we need to talk about vibrators we need to talk about pregnancy we need to talk about you know relationships and you know like with people and various different partners and you know and stuff and stuff like that all of that stuff goes hand in hand but just trying to scare a young person Mm. like straight 
it might work for a few, it won't work for all. My thought is always to just provide the education and the tools, and then you hope that they make the right decision based upon the education and the tools that they have, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. The scare tactic definitely worked on me. Definitely didn't work on one of my classmates because he got a girl pregnant that year. So yeah. <laughs> it did. It didn't work for him. Um, dang it! I lost my train of thought. What was I gonna say about that? Oh yes, y'all. This is another thing I'm gonna recommend to y'all, man. Don't be afraid or embarrassed to ask someone to go get tested before you have sex with them. Like that's Absolutely. like I need to see paperwork. And if you get grief or negative feedback about that, that's a big ass red flag. Like. That's something you should want to do. Like, that that shouldn't be an issue. That shouldn't be a problem. And for me, if, if a woman was like, yo, I want you to go get, that means you really want to have sex with me. Like, you want me to go through, I don't want to say the trouble, but you want to make an appointment and go get tested for all this stuff. Like, you want to make sure that we're safe. That means you really want to do some things. You know what I'm saying? But don't be afraid. And I don't care how old you are, if it's however old you are when you start having sex, 16, 17, 18, yo, go get tested, and then we can talk. Because you, you don't know. You can't. And then, you know, different STDs and stuff like that, they lie dormant. They're more active in men than women, or they may be more active in women than men. And you might have something and not even know it, might not even be symptomatic. So it's very, very, very important to get tested, y'all. Absolutely it is. Man, you answered my other question. I was going to ask you what some of the most common sexual misconceptions are, but I feel like you covered that 1,000%, well, man. Well, no, we could we could talk about some more, right? Common, like, mis misconceptions. All like right, let's one do is, it. One is, is, like, you know, if a guy does anything anal, like, he's gay, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to really know what the real definition of gay. The real definition of gay is, is that you're, sex, you're attracted, attracted to the same sex, right? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you're not attractive, right, then you're not considered to be gay. <clears throat> now, you know, another thing that would make guys assume that they're gay, if their woman wants to peg them or the woman might be thinking, like, I don't know, he might be a little funny. Like, if a guy wants to get pegged, hello, like, you know, like, our G-spot, a.k.a. P-spot, is located in our anus, right? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's our pleasure button or our pleasure spot. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, like we have to think differently as it relates to sex and not everything is gay and, you know, and stuff like that. Other misconceptions is, is that, you know, is, is that if you wet, wet, you don't need lube and, and, and like, you know, lube is always, you know, good, whether you wet, super wet, triple wet, I don't care, you Niagara Falls, whatever, <laughs> lube, lube is all, lube is always key. You see what I'm saying? And lube is not for, a, you know, excuse my language, but how some women will say, oh, that's for the dry bitches, this and the third. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what I'm Ex like, educate them. Tell them why. Yo, you know, <clears throat> main reason why is, is that, you know, like with lube, man, lube makes everything better. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when you're penetrating, you know, you have a partner, he's penetrating and stuff like that. Again, like I spoke before, you don't have to worry about micro tears. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, it makes more things more comfortable, easy, you can move in different positions, all of those different types of things. Right. And you have various different types of lubes out there. Same thing with guys where they think, you know, like, you know, the best lube is spit. Mm -mm. You mm. know how many germs is in spit, dog? Yeah. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what you've been doing with your mouth? You know what I mean? Like, yo, you smoking cigarettes, you drinking Hennessy, you drinking Remy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you eating wing stop. You ain't got <laughs> 
stop I'll saliva. Say, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, you, I'm, I mean, I'm dead serious, right? Yeah, you, you, know, you, you're like, right. So, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, even if you're jerking off, a good quality lube, like you don't want to use water-based lube. Why? Water-based lube would tend to dry up. You're going to have to constantly reapply. If you're a man and you're jerking off, a good silicone lube is key, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about friction. Again, guys get micro tears too. Like you follow what I'm saying? Yes. Also, another misconception is is that sex toys is only for women, and, and that's incorrect. They got sex toys for any and everybody, right? Whether you're transgender, whether you heterosexual, whether you bisexual, it doesn't matter. Like they got sex toys for all, right? Even if you have disabilities, sex toys for all. Your plus size, or I should say, bigger body. They're sex toys for all. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like at, the end, like at the end of the day, like that's another common misconception. Um, another one is, is that, you know, guys think that sex toys is out to replace them. No, sex toys is an enhancement, dog. Like seriously, it's an enhancement. You know, you know, that's like, I don't know, like, you know, like eating French fries and, you know, and you eating them plain, but then you want to throw Obey on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you're from Baltimore, right? Or like ketchup, salt, salt, pepper, ketchup. It's an enhancement. I mean, like, so that's, you know, those are just some of the, you know, common, like, misconceptions. Or a woman that owns sex toys, you know, she a freak, she a hoe, she a slut. No. That just means that she she loves to explore. She might be sexually liberated, you know? You know what I'm saying? She understands her body. She's well-versed. It's nothing wrong with that. She's not a hoe. She's not a slut. She's not a freak. You know what I'm saying? Even if she have multiple partners, Right? To me personally, that's cool. Guys can do it. Why the fuck women can't do it? Right. You like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That so that, that always cracks me up. Yeah, that's some of the common misconceptions that are out there. I, I can go on for days, but that's just some. But yeah, but you know, like in our culture, right? Like you know, like you know, our thought process as it relates to sex is just ridiculous. And then people want to throw the Bible in. Well, you know, you should only have one partner and you only get married and then there's monogamy, right? Well, guess what? You look at some of the biblical characters, they had multiple wives. Mm -hmm. So we pick and choose the things that we want out of the Bible to satisfy a certain situation or put people in a certain box, right? So a person is in a polyamorous relationship, that's a problem. You see what I'm saying? No. Let that works for them. It might not work for you, but that works for them. Right? Yep. And you know, like at the end of the day, you know, people that are holier than thou, but yet at the church, you know, they curse up a storm or they drink an alcohol or smoking cigarettes and all that stuff. And I'm pretty clear, I pre- I'm pretty confident, like in the Bible, yo, there's a lot of things that you shouldn't do, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, you know, it's just like we follow some, but we don't follow, follow others. And we're quick to judge other individuals. So just let people live, do them, and then you go from there. Yo, man, toy guy, I ain't got no more questions, man. Is there anything else you need? Well, first of all, thank you again for joining us, man. This has been phenomenal. This is better than I even expected. I already knew it was going to be dope because of our conversation <laughs> on Clubhouse right. and our conversation ahead of time. But um, is there anything else you want to share with the good people out there? Absolutely, man. So on June 30th, well, I'm, we're doing something called Sex Talk and Cigars. This is for all men, all black men right, to have sex with women. It's going to be a Zoom call, and if you want the information in the link, right, you can hit my Facebook page, which is Toy Guy, and it's also posted on my on my IG, and it's posted on my IG, is PT underscore treasures with the S, 
then it's also on my um uh on clubhouse as well write my name on clubhouse is uh, just toy guy or at pt under or at pt treasures now with this safe space that we're having on zoom is basically black men as i think it's like four or five of us on the panel my home girl my big homie goody howard she's going to be moderating right this you know like the panel discussion and basically we're going to be talking about black men in relationships black men as it relates to sex black men in pleasure pleasure all of those various different things and what i like to say is it's like it's the thought of reimagining the black man we need to reimagine the black man on various different angles but on this particular angle we're going to just be talking about sex right and you know and stuff like that which is really trying to get guys to just open up more as it relates to sex because hey guys if we get it right then we can be really good pleasurable pleasure partners i mean you know pleasure partners to whoever our partners are whether it's men women whatever the case may be so in this particular case you know it's for guys that love on you know like black or love on women right so we just want to try to you know curve some of the misconceptions that are out there and really just you know like educate our brothers man and just hopefully try to get them to be more open-minded and you know and go from there well thank you for sharing that information um if i'm available i definitely want to be a part of that i'm always down i'll send you down absolutely man i'm always down to learn more and do anything that can um help me enhance myself and make me a better more real well-rounded person um especially when it comes to sexual pleasure um <laughs> but <laughs> but with that ladies and gentlemen we are headed out um i want to thank y'all again for listening and for supporting um carl toy guy thank you again for joining us um all of his information will be in the description ladies and gentlemen so you make sure you hop in on that zoom fellas make sure you hop in on the zoom make sure you follow toy guy man support this brother um reach out to him you know i reached out to him he was like cool boom boom bap you know we hooked this up maybe like a week and a half ago and bong here we are today to get y'all this good knowledge but from my experience podcast family we love y'all and until next time take care of yourselves physically mentally financially and we'll see y'all next time peace Thank you.